0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Open to Alchemy podcast. I am thrilled to be here with my dear friend, Tracy Amiel, who is a dream oracle. And we are going to find out all about that. I'm so excited. I was so blessed to have a dream reading from Tracy. So let's
1: just dive in. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. I am tickled pink to be here with you, Lauren. Absolutely.
0: I love it. And you're wearing pink and it's beautiful. So there you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of dreamy.
0: (laughs) I know it is dreamy. So I would just love to get that big thing out in Mm -hmm. the open. What is a dream
1: oracle? Great question. Well, so I have been a dreamer all my life. It's intertwined in my whole being. And I spent some time learning my own dream symbols and what they feel and represent to myself. So then what happens as a dream oracle, it's a consensual experience. I meet with my client and we create an intention together that supports the question that they have, the one question that they have. And then, um, then what happens is I take that, the energy of that intention with me and I go to work, which means I sleep in a dream, which is pretty Pretty awesome. And what happens in the dream realms is that my guides, my angels, my higher self, you know, the word that resonates most certainly for each, each person reaches out and connects with my clients, guides, angels, higher self, and then their guides actually communicate through my guides, the messages that they would like to offer to, or share with or remind or affirm my client. So their guides offering messages for them. And I'm just the relay station and so it comes through in my dream language because that's what makes sense to me certainly my dream language won't make make any sense to anyone else so it's not about dream interpretation it's really just being a relay station for sharing information from their guides and and as you know as we know our guides are around us all the time they're they're like our team you they're around us surrounding us and they're giving us information in bits all the time and so this is just one other way for a person to you know hear if you hear information for them from their guides. so It's so
0: amazing. And it's just so fascinating. And I know that a lot of people when they're first opening up or first starting to think, wow, maybe there's more out there than this, you know, 3d sort Mm -hmm. of plane Mm -hmm. that a lot of us have been used to is through the dream world. So they'll get Someone that's passed will come visit them or they'll get some sort of symbol or something. And then the next day, the thing happens. Is that how you came to really connect with dreams?
1: That is really beautiful. And that does certainly happen for people. This work is not necessarily psychic or futuristic, that type of work. It's really, it's about going into the unseen realms. And that, again, any of the words that resonate, whether it be dream realms, spirit realms, Galactic, you know, any any place that you're outside of the limitation of our body, there's all kinds of communications and, and things happening in that realm. And so all I'm doing is receiving information from my client's guides that comes through me. So it's really almost like, um, let's say I'm sitting between a good friend on my right and my client on my left, a good friend on my left, and all I'm doing is relaying information between the two. So it's almost like it's it's an honor to to be witnessing and holding this information that's going between the two, but that just happens to my gift is that I'm just that that relay station for for the person.
0: So you're not dreaming for them, you're just the, the conduit for that message to come in.
1: Essentially, yes. Wow. I actually, so let's say um, someone has a question or a challenge, and like I said, we take that intention. So the, the dream when I'm going out to the realms. It certainly is with honoring that particular question or that particular intention. And so, and I may have a series of anywhere from five to 10 dreams that are specific to uh, my client. Um, and there's certainly a very, very, very unique sensation for each person I dream for that aren't, I know they're not my dreams. Like even just when I'm in the dream realm, how I'm interacting, the, the pronouns and things, it's certainly they're, they're not my dreams. They're clearly meant, to be one other affirmation for my client. And an example would be, let's say you look out your window and you see a hummingbird. And then you open up a book and there's a hummingbird. And then some information in the dream realm comes through and it is a hummingbird. So it's our guides that are just saying, any way I connect with you, any way I can talk to you, any way that I can assure you that you know this already, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you from every angle. And so that's really probably a gentle explanation of, of a way that the information comes through.
0: Yeah. And then are you conscious of what's happening during the period? You said just now that Mm -hmm. you can tell that it's not for you. So, but is it a trance-like state or is it, how do you delineate that? This is fascinating.
1: No, certainly I am aware and I'm awake in the dream space, but I am just witnessing. I'm just holding space. It would be really like, I'm just watching and receiving. I'm not trying to control anything in the dream realm. There's certainly like throughout the night, you know, you fall into slumber, you go into REM and then you wake up and you're in that kind of in-between state between uh, being conscious and being in your subconscious state. And so I have a tendency to have more of my messages come through for my clients in that kind of that REM and to that conscious to subconscious state as I'm waking. And the fun part is, is that I, I audio record throughout the night the information that I'm receiving and so when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, w- wow, whoa, wow, because <laughs> you can piece it all together. And then you have this really magnificent message that comes through. And again, it's such a gift to, to, to hold space for, I and mean, it's really brilliant and really beautiful.
0: <laughs> wow. So. I was going to ask you how you were able to hold on and either mm-hmm. memorize or write down because I know. For so many of us, our dreams can be so active, and you're it's like, I'm never gonna forget this. I'm so in this. And then five minutes later, you're like, wait, what was that amazing thing that just happened? (laughs) So you record throughout the night. Are you wow?
1: And so it's meant to. So I'm still kind of that that soft state. So I I move from an emotional experience and I move from an intuitive perspective. And so I want to share information before my mind kicks in, before my cognitive, my cognitive state puts containers around things. It's really, that's why I have a tendency to, I'll write everything, I'll, you know, write everything down from the the audio tapes right when I wake up and I have a tendency to kind of leave it at that place. I don't want to chatter on about it, think, think it through and think it over and over throughout the day. Because then again, when it's my ego, that's actually Infusing in someone else's information or someone else's messages, if that makes sense too. So. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. So okay, I have so many questions. I have to like okay. Let sure. me streamline <laughs> my thinking. So first of all, do you dream nap or is it only at nighttime?
1: I am not a napper, so okay. I dream just. I'm a, I'm a dark, you know, dusk to dawn kind of gal. So okay, yeah.
0: And are you tired? Because I imagine that that kind of nighttime work is it restful and restorative you for you because you are in your purpose and in your soul mission or does it sometimes feel draining like how do you set up boundaries Mm -hmm. for that because I know Mm -hmm. for a lot of people especially when they're active and they're dreaming and it feels like there's just soul work that's right, happening, right. it can take mm-hmm. a lot and out
1: of you. No, I actually, like you shared boundaries. I am, I only dream for one person a night and so, and I maybe will dream for a person and then the next night I get, next night I take a rest. It's certainly the more you use these muscles, the easier it is to keep using them. So, but I only dream for one person a night just to keep things really clean, just so there isn't any crossover and messages. I have a tendency to take weekends off. So you know, a person that works in the week and then takes the weekends off, get that kind of the rest bit over the weekend. But I feel like I've got a good rhythm. And, and a lot of that, like you shared, is that piece of boundaries, so.
0: And how did you come to this modality? How did it how did it find
1: you or how did you find it? And it's probably a mutual on both sides. So like I shared, I've always, I am a dreamer. I've always been a dreamer. And it was just one of those synchronicities. I was listening to a fun podcast with Natalie on uh, Soul Shine Astrology. And she was interviewing my teacher, who is Dream Oracle, Holly Emerson. And um, I just happened to listen to the the podcast, got online, looked up Holly. She has a Dream Oracle school. It was like closing in the next day. Like So I signed up for it that day, and the rest unfolded. I I had been a part of her Dream Oracle school, and I was able to then do her practicum. And so she guided me and kind of helped to encourage me and step into who I am. And step into my gifts and so and now i'm i'm going for it <laughs> i am you know trying to be respectful and you know honor that we all have our own gifts but this one brings me so much joy and it makes me so tickled and so excited oh <laughs> so,
0: i love that i love yeah. the synchronicities of that i i always just find Those stories so fascinating that Mm -hmm. so many times it's I just turn on the random thing at the exact right time, and this was on, and then the next day it was opening or available, Mm -hmm. or that just happened to me with timeline jumping. I've been obsessed with it for maybe a year. I had heard of this Uh thing called reality trans surfing, and so I did a little deep dive on that. Uh And then I sort of took a step back, and then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago. I was like, I really want to get back into that because I've been talking about it and these like converging timelines and it's all a simulation all down that rabbit Uh hole. But a few, I guess it was a few months ago now, I happened to Uh look for a podcast. I found something, same exact story. I went to the gal's Instagram. Uh Two days later, she announced training and I jumped on it. And I was like, at any other time (laughs) in space, that confluence of events would not have taken place. So I love that that that's the way that you came to it. Share a
1: little bit more about time jumping. Oh, (laughs) I would love to to hear about that. That That's phenomenal. It's a new thing that I'm offering. It is amazing. I'm going to do a Uh whole separate
0: podcast about it, but Uh it basically is this very beautiful, empowering practice where you come to the place you are on this current timeline where we Uh exist or where the client exists and then through a visualization and sort of mm, almost like a light hypnosis trance state Uh we find what's called the void space where everything sort of melts away and it's all Uh just like open and then you find your new timeline that you want to be on and merge. And then there is some post-session mantra grounding, anchoring uh-huh. work that happens, but it's pretty amazing and transformative. So
1: it sounds very powerful. Can yes. I ask, is this, <laughs> is this in um, a waking state or is this an energetic state or it's is in it an waking train? state? Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's in a yeah. session
0: like this where we would talk about uh-huh. where you are, you know, wow. physically we do a lot of embodiment and really get uh-huh. into uh-huh. your, into your body so you can find your place and then do, like I said, this visualization to mm-hmm. find your new, your new spot, your new point, and then, and then blend together really seamlessly. And so, yeah, it's incredible. Wow. I'm super excited. So- I'm a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for You're sharing. Like, and <laughs> done.
0: So have you always felt you were intuitive? Is that knowing that you had? I'm curious your journey from someone who was a dreamer to really finding mm-hmm. this place.
1: I honestly have never known the world any other way that's always been intuition has always been my navigational tool I actually have to be very aware to remember that other those other parts that are navigational tools are equally as important like thinking things through and, and such but you know intuition has been that's been my guide I, I think I share they're just that emotional and intuitive and um, spiritual I don't have really a big answer in under uh, my understanding for intuition but I don't know the world any other way I mean really and truly
0: Does your intuition come in in a clear sentience? Is it a clear cognizance? How would you describe what it feels Mm -hmm. like? Because, and the reason I'm asking, and I always Mm -hmm. love asking this question, is Mm -hmm. because so many people listening are just discovering this for themselves or they're, you know, they, they are able to see things, but all of a sudden, you know, they have an ear start to ring or all of a sudden they start feeling things, you know, we're always expanding our Claire abilities.
1: No. And that's a great question. I'm certainly stepping into my Claire's. I I've had probably one clear audience experience, but I certainly, um, maybe perhaps even just sharing like more about empathic abilities. Like I can, you know, walk into the room and feel people, I may be able to feel the people bathe and can feel it, you know, as far as that goes. So there is certainly a sense of maybe clairvoyance and certain that clear sentience of clear clear knowing. Although I don't, I can't say I easily fit in those those, uh, pathways just because I'm still growing and learning and and stepping into who I am.
0: Did you have that modeled for you growing up? Because the way that you express yourself mm-hmm. and you stand in such beautiful truth and awesome authenticity and, and it almost feels very matter of fact for you, which makes nice. me, which, which to me makes me feel like you've known this about yourself in many lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious how that plays out in this lifetime with people surrounding you that either encouraged right. or supported or provided contrast
1: right no and that's a good question too I um, I my understanding is that my I probably am trailing through from my grandfather on my dad's side as far as just in his gifts and abilities um he from what I understand I was only two when it happened but he went to sleep and he said good night to everyone I went to sleep and didn't wake up when I was two and then when I was about, from about seven to age 35, I remember dreaming dreaming with him in the dream space. We sat in the same booth at the same barista and just talked in the dream realm until I was about 35. And I remember the last time we sat in the dream space together, he ended up walking through a clock and he moved on to his next chapter, his next realm. My family, and I love them, and I offer this note the greatest of respect they were never truly comfortable. The fun thing is, so even though my family maybe wrote where they were not super comfortable with it, I ended up picking a very tangible professional field. I ended up working as a speech language pathologist. And the interesting thing is, so technically I'm, I'm retired as a speech pathologist, but I worked with probably birth to a hundred doing communication, whether it being verbal or nonverbal communication in the physical waking state. And so, and it's using all your senses. Like I, I shared, like some people use other forms to communicate. And so as I've stepped into becoming a dream oracle, I'm realizing I'm doing the exact same thing, but in the dream space. <laughs> and, and there's greater than five senses, certainly in the dream space. So, um, so my awakening as a dream oracle has been a little later in life, but I feel like those stepping stones when I was younger helped me to feel confident stepping into to being my true self. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. How incredible that you had that experience with your grandfather. And mm-hmm. even though the, the teaching wasn't in the physical realm anymore, that mm-hmm. the the value and the weight and importance of that mm-hmm. teaching was such in your life that it continued and really set right. the foundation for this dream, this dream work. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really that's so- incredible. Did you know that at the time or is it only in reflection that you realized what you were experiencing was, was unique?
1: No, at the time I just, that was, that's just what happened. It's just what it was. It yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until I got older that I started piecing back. I started asking questions and my, my grandfather had you know, very, some very artistic and spiritual and creative pieces of who he was. And so it started to make more and more sense. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, I would say he is a guide or he was a guide at the time and he took me through to the experience I needed to, and then he was able to, to move on to the next step of his journey. Wow, so. That's, that's, that's so
0: beautiful. My husband's father, my father-in-law mm-hmm. passed away a few weeks ago and oh gosh, my husband and I are very at very different places on the woo scale he's so loving and he supports me and he's all Mm -hmm. for whatever Mm -hmm. it is that I want to do but he is you know has a more logical pragmatic sort of way of doing Mm -hmm. things he's a one three profile in human design for those listening you know what that means but he had a dream the other night this is fascinating and his dad came to him in his dream And Uh he said it was almost like a scene in, you know, when the people come onto the field of football and everybody's, you know, clapping and it's sort of like you almost make like um, a tunnel for the people to like run through. Yeah, And it was like 10 different versions of his dad. They were on the sidelines clapping and cheering for him. But it was like at this age, at this age, wearing this work outfit, wearing this. And I was like, I feel like you just helped him. Like you, there was like a life review or you helped him transition. I mean, I know nothing about the dream symbolism or anything, but that's Uh what my intuition just told me that you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just sort of like watched this incredible transition of all these different versions of him. And cause it's been, you know, a few weeks and maybe it's like now he's settling in a new place and he just wanted wow. that I don't know recognition what do you think what does that mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's beautiful too bad I, I didn't have you
0: involved with <laughs> that <dream. laughs>
1: well and that's the that is probably the most important part is that it's really about your intuitive understanding what are what is the energetic pieces behind it what is the vibration of free, the frequency what are the emotions behind it more than anything so like you shared that's what your intuition um what resonate with your intuition that's your answer right there. Yeah.
0: So. Oh, I love that.
1: Was your happy? was he able to hear that? Did, did it make sense to him the way oh, you shared yes, it too? yes, yes. And that? he
0: was just like, he loved it. And he, it was so, such a joyful dream uh-huh. for him. And to be able to experience that. I mean, what I, a gift. I know, I know. And mm-hmm. I love that people, mm-hmm. even if you have a hard time suspending your very hardwired brain in dreamland everything and anything is possible and so mm-hmm. I I just love that for those of us who you know sometimes just need a different layer of cognition mm-hmm. the subconscious the dreams right. provide that opportunity
1: there's a, a lot of things that happen to you in your subconscious I mean, without, without a doubt, on that.
0: for people who want to really start paying more attention to mm-hmm. their dreams, what guidance do you have about creating that sort of symbolism dictionary? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you go about formulating that?
1: And that, and that is one thing. I do journal my dreams, and so just starting to look at different themes that came through or different symbols that come through and not choosing to look into a dream dictionary, not choosing to look on Google. I'm just seeing what resonates, what makes sense to me. And I know this is a very simple example, but it would be if, if you saw a dog, some people would feel loyalty and snuggles and good rememberings, and some people would, would imagine you know, being afraid and being attacked. So it's really what resonates with each person. So over time, that will become more and more clear. You know, kind of like I said, what what the symbols mean to each person, and that's why I would start paying attention to. And also just allowing things to unfold because there there are nights that we do just take rest. There are nights that we we are so deep in our subconscious that we wake up, and we feel like we don't remember, but the parts of us that need to remember do remember. And so, just trusting that will unfold it over time. You'll see. I guess patterns I use, you know, once I got more comfortable with my dream language and, and actually owning my dream language, which I guess share, will make no sense to anyone else. But I started then incorporating uh, the lunar phases, the moon signs, the days of the week, the planetary placements. And so there's a lot of things that it took a couple months. And after maybe at least three months, I started to see those patterns. So I knew that the the moon phases that I dreamt heavy render or the moon phase that I just actually was a little bit more of a quiet time. What days of the week I happened to dream more heavily. And so it just took a, a little bit of time for it to to show it to show itself. Oh that's so cool. Almost
0: like mm-hmm. how your your cycle you would keep mm-hmm. track mm-hmm. of and sort Absolutely. of watch that flow as it relates to the moon. I've never thought about that that the moon could cycle could dictate your dream cycle i mean i love a new moon full moon ritual but i haven't right. ever paid attention to how that flowed in relation to dreaming
1: right when truly looking at it you know full and then you know, you're going into last quarter new moon first quarter and such that it is really interesting to see where the spikes happen and please forgive me if i got that cycle goofed up but between the first, you know, the last quarter, but yeah, no, it, it's actually really cool. And all of a sudden I'm like, there is something happening. happen. Thank goodness there's something bigger than myself that's happened. There's something greater than myself that's happening. So, um, and
0: I wonder too, over uh-huh. the course of years, if there would be any correlation with the astrological signs, like under Sagittarius, this happens in Virgo, this happens. Mm-hmm. Like that would be fascinating.
1: And that certainly is one of the pieces, like I'll I'll look at, um, like, you know, passing through a new moon under Virgo. So I'm looking under both of those, the new and Virgo energies. Oh my God, I
0: love that. I love, okay, nothing lights me up more than Uh all of these different, amazing, ancient and newer wisdoms just being alchemized into new things based on each person's experience and life path and history and, and intuition and mm-hmm. I just it's so exciting to me. It's just so expansive. And, I love
1: it. Oh. And the fact it's accessible. I mean that's the other cool part is that it really is accessible. You know, giving ourselves the permission that, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna really, you know, dive deep here and I feel time out. I'm gonna just cruise through it's and it's okay like giving permission that there's that ebb and flow on a bigger scale as well. Even if you say you know, three months on, three months off, where you're really focusing on, you know, those aspects and you take a break. But the, the one of the pieces, uh, I was very slow to introduce, like, I started with just the lunar cycles, the lunar cycles, then the moon signs, the moon signs, lunar cycles, then the, the days of the week and the planetary influences. So I didn't just collapse it as one. So I was able to really kind of keep the foundation kind of growing on one another. Yeah.
0: And what a beautiful way to approach it with curiosity and... Mm-hmm. I wonder what this will be. And I wonder what that's yeah. going to be. And I feel like the, the energy that we bring to that kind of work changes mm-hmm. so much the outcome and, and not being attached to the outcome and just approaching mm-hmm. it with the intention of, I wonder what, what will happen with this. I wonder what this sign means. I wonder right. if there's a pattern here. I mean, I can see it, in your face just the just the complete excitement and love and mm-hmm. v- vitality so it's really it just shows how you bring your energy to something affects the alignment and how truly, you feel in it truly. yeah
1: yeah no it, it, i i really it is really beautiful because even though we're all a part of the collective we find our own intuitive rhythm that creates the collective which i think is really powerful too
0: Right. Well, and I think that so many of us get caught in that comparison trap, Mm -hmm. or I need this certification, or I need to do it this way. And what you're embodying is that finding our own way is always Mm -hmm. the right way. And it doesn't matter what the experts say this means in Mm -hmm. the dream, if that's not what feels resonant to you and creating Mm -hmm. our own language for really everything. It doesn't mean that you don't look to experts for their guidance on things, but right. I love that guidance of first checking in with yourself before you before you dig in. And I was just right. listening to somebody yesterday saying, oh, I know what it was. I'm taking this plant class. And she was talking about before she researches any different plant essence, she always takes in how does this feel for me? How, how mm. am I taking this in? What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Creating her own connection with right. that plant because it's true. It's, it would be right. impossible not to be clouded by, well, if you see a deer, the deer means this. And you're like, sure, but that's right. not really what I felt that it means, right. but now
1: I do. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Well, and even, you know, diving into that even deeper, it's also getting past, it's really actually getting to know that energy you know, actually like, you know, here is deer energy and what it resonates for me, but going into actually truing, truly knowing the energy, not necessarily the container of, uh, of the deer. It, I, who was sharing this? It was about getting to know your crystals, but she was talking about, you know, going in and certainly meeting her crystals and like, you know, what you're drawn to and you can feel the ones that are drawn to you and knowing this is a rose quartz, but actually like dropping the name rose quartz and actually just really getting to know the actual crystal without putting the containers around, like that, that was really beautiful. And that oh, it is nice when you kind of drop all of those, those lenses that we're conditioned to look through and the knowledge we're supposed to acquire rather than just asking questions and letting it integrate Which you said, which is, which is a part of our own, our own self that creates that whole unique collective. Absolutely.
0: And I think it's that element of slowing down I feel like I'm in this major purge of mm-hmm. clearing clutter, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, right. you know, as a manifesting generator, I, I just, I move so quickly. And I know that that's part of my my energy and part of my aura. And I don't want to lose sight of that. And I don't want to end up fighting against that. But I think even within that space, it's, uh-huh. How do I flow with, with the tornado of energy I have right. in the most streamlined way?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and again, approaching things that it's not this search for what the right answer is, right or right. what, or what I, I, oh, I've got to get this knowledge on this thing. So mm-hmm. now I feel better about myself, or right. I have that external validation that I'm looking for, right. but what is it really that that I'm experiencing? And that's where the shift is. That's where mm-hmm. the true vibrational changes, the energetic change on like that deep soul level. It's not that right. the other stuff isn't valuable, but- mm-hmm. It's for me, and I feel like what you're saying too is it's going from the surface
1: mm-hmm. to like
0: deep into the the root, the belly of it,
1: right? Which is really powerful. Yes, really, really powerful. It's <laughs>
0: so powerful, and it's so empowering to close all that extra, that outside mm-hmm. stuff off, and and say that I trust what I feel in this space.
1: Sure, sure. Why? Well, mm-hmm. And I know one of the pieces about myself is I have I'm very comfortable in the dream realms like I fall very easily into the dream realms and on some levels I'd almost rather spend more time there which then is the question is that my real world the dream realm and that the waking world is that my dream space like you think I mean all those questions we're we're talking about like who's dreaming us <laughs> so someone is also dreaming us also you know you wow. think about because we're going from every direction from the present and like you're talking about the like, of the, the continuum collapsing and, you know, all those other matrices and, you know, all those other thing, parallel universes. It's fascinating.
0: Yeah. It's so, it's, it's so real. exciting. And it's mm-hmm, so,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even if it makes no sense to you, just to, just to open up just a little bit to the possibility that the way we've always seen things doesn't mean that that's the correct way. And it doesn't mean that that's the way you always have to see Mm -hmm. things. I think sometimes we get so stuck in wanting to be right, that we don't allow ourselves to be happy and just expand into, okay, well, I always thought that. And now I feel differently. Who cares? I mean, what, what if this is your dream state right now? I'm like obsessing about that. And later on tonight, that's when you're awake. Why not? Why isn't that possible?
1: I don't have a good answer. So <laughs> You're it like, is it possible. is possible
0: because it's happening.
1: <laughs> well, and, but then that sets up the question, like paying attention to also getting those messages that our guides are sharing with us in the waking realm, And, you know, going back to that the example of the hummingbird, you know, our guides are cheering us on, they're around us all the time. And so they're like, okay, I'm going to get you with the book. I'm going to get you with, you know, out by your hummingbird feeder and through this stream, the stream relay situation, I'm going to give you some more hummingbird energy. Like it's happening on all these different wake states, sleep states, dream states, sleepy states, nap states, all those things.
0: Right. And so paying attention, particularly to those repeated mm-hmm.
1: messages,
0: mm-hmm. you heard about it here and then the, somebody else said it, and then you had a right. dream about it. Hello, right. people. They're trying to I-
1: send you a message. <laughs> totally. I know. Like you were talking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing about listening to the whispers. So you don't have to get like hit, hit over mm-hmm. the head with the... <laughs>
1: but also the two by four it's also giving yourself permission that when we we need that time to not pay attention and, and not be ready to take in information like allowing ourselves to have the human experience you know that is going to be the hiccups and the goof ups and the misunderstandings and all those pieces that help us grow but but yeah. it's a journey it's interesting being a human body
0: <laughs> so. it's so interesting and I feel like I'm in a better place now I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know, six months, a year ago, I was like, well, I just want to be up there all the time. I want to be out there. I, you know, it's so beautiful and the experience that you get to have and the, mm-hmm. that bliss. And why can't it be like that all the time? I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And especially maybe early on where all of a sudden they're just they they just feel a difference in their in their energy and and their purpose and and mm-hmm. all of that just like juicy goodness of connecting <laughs> right. and then it's like okay i know that i chose this human experience for a reason mm-hmm. right. and how can i take all of that beautiful external ethereal mm-hmm. cosmic space and pull it into right. the daily ritual or, okay, now I'm experiencing a situation that does not mm-hmm. feel good to me. Where can I pull that into my heart space and then choose right. a different response or a different right, way right. to handle a situation mm-hmm. or make a different choice? I just, some, I was meditating the other day and it was just like, gosh, the number of choices that we just so freely give away every day because we are hooked into these, these just energy pulls, these, these leeches, or just thinking that, well, that's the way that it's always been, or that's the way that my parents did it Mm -hmm. without questioning it.
1: Right. It's just,
0: you know, all of a sudden you're like, no, no, no. Everything is a choice all of the time.
1: And there's a choice in that choice.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. Yes, so so good, so (laughs) So good. So I wanted to ask you, I know you have Uh moved recently back to the States, but I would love to hear about how you ended up in St. Thomas and living in the Caribbean and what that life was like, because I know many people could think of nothing better than moving to a Caribbean island and spending some time there right now.
1: Mm -hmm. It was... It was awesome. I mean, just to really put it out there. (laughs) You're like, it's it's as good as you think, people. (laughs) It it is Absolutely. Well, I, as a speech pathologist, I was able to actually um, live in some really um, tremendously amazing spaces. I feel really lucky. I um, did my graduate studies in Portland, Oregon. Hello, awesome. Spent a lot of time in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Beautifully spiritual, expansive and learning. I lived in Asheville, North Carolina, and then I took a traveling speech pathology position to work for eight months down in on St. Thomas and St. Thomas and St. John. And I got down and a couple months in, ten years later, I left St. Thomas. And so it was with working in I was working in the public school system. So I really was enmeshed in the culture, which was really an honor you have, you know, West Indian culture. And so it was it was a, a lot of growth and a lot of time at the ocean, with such a small area that probably, you know, I noticed more than my friends were the fairies and the grains of sand and, you know, the fish in the ocean. Those are, that was my community out, down there because we didn't have the tea houses and, you know, those places that you would meet people. So a lot of time in the ocean. And um, I am just very watery as a, a, a Pisces in my, my chart. And so I had to be very careful to ground. And so that was literally like putting my feet in beautifully white sand, looking out on Turquoise, teal, clear waters with such visibility and just knowing that, again, you're just like we're talking about between the waking state and the dream state, the below the surface of the ocean and above the surface of the ocean. I mean, just really was incredible. And I I came up here for other reasons, but uh, my heart is still very much down there.
0: So, yeah. Oh, yeah. it sounds incredible. I've never been to Portland. My husband jokes mm-hmm. that he's, you know, he's been there on business before. He's like, oh, we can't visit there because you are not going to want, <laughs> you're not going to want to leave. Right. Um, I have not been to New Mexico. I've been to Sedona, which I know uh-huh. is also like one of those beautiful Magical. places, yeah. but that is on my list and living, you know, I used to live by the ocean long ago. I'm from Miami, uh-huh. but that is Yeah. My dream is to just have a little beach bungalow somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is more than synchronistic that you're on sharing about your different experiences. I think it's very, I'm going to hold that as my inspiration.
1: (laughs) I guess I have all kinds of, all my altar things that are very ocean-y.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just in every, again, everybody finds their their flow in different places. In fact, I, one of the things that I want to research more about is astro cartography. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So everybody out there, if you know somebody that wants to be interviewed, I think that whole idea is so fantastic and that there's places on the earth that are mutual, you know, like where all the people feel the right. things, but then based on your birth chart, there are other places. Absolutely. So did you use that? Have you used that in, in moving or in where you chose to live or did that, how did that come about?
1: I did actually, Portland was, I, I had a line that went through Portland and I had some neutral spaces. Actually, um, the Caribbean was neutral.
0: As far as mm. that goes
1: for me, but I have um, another line that runs through New Mexico and they have a really fun line that is um, runs through an area in Hawaii. So we'll see what keeps on the me all the way. So yes.
0: We'll oh, I love that. So, yeah. Mm. Hawaii is definitely on my, my short list for next,
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> for next big vacation. Yeah. And then too, I guess the message is for those of us, you have to live and love where you are Mm-hmm. during the time that you're there also, right? Because you yeah. never know when things are going to change and right. when right. a move is going to come, come to you, whether or not you're ready for the move. So I don't know. I, I guess there's that balance of forward potential unicorn thinking versus just grounding into the gratitude of where you are each and every day, yeah. right?
1: Right.
0: I, and I bet waking yeah. up with your feet in the putting your feet in that ocean water every day you certainly felt the gratitude
1: <laughs> and all those ions that come off the water and yes I where I live was I could see 17 islands where I lived um, when wow. I looked out into the Caribbean I most of it was up into the British Virgin Islands but just such history such earth history there such yeah. oceanic earth history there so
0: oh that's so interesting that you bring that up because I've digging into a little bit of that with this plant intuition course that Uh I've been taking and about our connection to the land Mm -hmm. that, you know, the land that we live on and how much of that we just sort of don't even really consider Mm -hmm. unless it is like a well-known historical area. But the truth Mm -hmm. is that land has been there And there has been lots and lots of things that have taken place. And even what the trees have seen and the rocks and the soil Mm -hmm. and incorporating that into your rituals, even in the morning gratitude to be thankful Mm -hmm. for the land that you're choosing to spend time on right now is such an amazing practice.
1: And that's been one of the things that I still am kind of sifting through and evolving through is that. Sometimes I feel like there is that collapse in the continuum I mentioned, where let's say, okay, so in you know in the Caribbean certainly, and on Saint Thomas, there's, there's there's a lot of history, a lot of very painful history, and so some places I couldn't even I couldn't handle the vibration, I mean, it would make me want to make me want to throw up, you know, as far as that goes. And then there's been homes I can't go in, I can't walk in because there's been so much history there and maybe energetic residue, so to say. So it's almost like seeing. Into the unseen realms, awake. I haven't quite settled into that one, just because it's usually something really uncomfortable. If I can give you just a a, one example, I was doing therapy in a building that was an old, old hospital, and I was working with a physical therapist. Oh my god, I already, I already feel good about that. (laughs) And I could hear the screaming. There were so many, and I was asking, I was like, "Are you hearing this?" Can you, can you are you hearing this too and she's looking at me I went back and I told my boss I was like I can't ever go back into that space like yeah. whatever's happened there it's still happening in that continuum although I'm in this parallel it's you know it's not it's not work yourself through and work yourself out and so yeah that's a little
0: wow yeah you know, I definitely have experienced that mm-hmm. before and I love so much that you share that example because I think for many people mm-hmm. they're either self <laughs> self reporting themselves as crazy mm-hmm. or you know they don't have anybody else that they can talk to about it or they mm-hmm. think I'm being I'm being sensitive or I'm making mm-hmm. this up and it is it right. is not made up it is very yeah. real <laughs> totally. it is very real yeah. and those feelings that we have when we walk in a place or we we sense something or we, we know something, those are, Mm -hmm. those are gifts. And that sensitivity that we have is here to serve us, even if we don't understand it, even Mm -hmm. if it sometimes feels very overwhelming. And, you know, certainly, like you said, there's ways to navigate it, to honor that and say, this is a boundary that I have, I have to set. I'm not going to put myself in a place where I feel this way anymore. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that where you're just like, all Mm. right, I got (laughs) to, I got to (laughs) go.
1: But I hope so too, that my energy isn't either neutral or helps to change the vibration. Yeah. Because we've had conversations about that as far as.
0: Yeah. If If you you want to, and Uh if you're able to, I think that's an important piece too, is that, you know, sometimes people feel that overload that they, every space they need to go into, you know, they Mm. need to be sending the Reiki energy or they need to be you know in some way involved in improving it and I think that I'll just throw out there for anybody feeling that way that that's like a check-in like if you feel called and if you feel called to just Mm -hmm. scoot yourself back out of that place (laughs) yep (laughs) right because that's something too that I think that again getting out Mm -hmm. of that loop of of wanting or needing to be of service in order to, right. I don't know, not to be a value, but almost to have the honor of that mm-hmm. intuition is to then have to do something with it. Right. Like, is right. that true? Maybe.
1: I don't and know. That whole fact, like you said, intuition.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And just having it just constant mm-hmm. check in and see where you are with that. Right. Thank you so much for being on and sharing all of your amazing, inspiring work and life and self. I would love for you to share how people can find you and work with you and have you dream for them.
1: (laughs) Well, Lauren, I want to say it's such an honor to be here with you. It's always good to see you for sure. And I'm grateful for evolving a dynamic friendship for sure. I actually have a website, etherealcommunications.com. And my my email is etherealcommunications Communications9 at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out anytime. Always, always, always. I'd love to hear from you. Yay. And uh, any questions about dreams, dreaming, dream oracle work. I'm your girl. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh my gosh. You are so, you're so amazing, so gifted at it. It's it's without question what you are supposed to be doing. So I will make sure to link all of that information. And again, thank you for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you. And much love. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse at open.to.alchemy, that's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.